0: You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Rives, and you're listening to episode 25, nine of our favorite spring activities. I think spring actually starts in about five days for us in the US here, and honestly, I could not be more ready. I don't know about you, but this last January felt like the longest month that I've ever lived through. And so this spring coming is so welcoming. It really lifts my spirits, and it gets me excited about what I can do with my preschoolers, with the warmer weather, and just the newness of spring. So I'd like to share with you some of our favorite spring activities to maybe give you some new ideas. So I present to you nine of our favorite spring activities. The first one I have to share is so incredibly easy because you can find them everywhere. It's dandelions. We paint with dandelions. Talk about cheap and super easy to find. Before our day starts, I just head outside pluck some of the yellow dandelions, don't use the white ones, that's too messy for painting, and I lay out some paint, lay out the dandelions with their stems still on so that they can use them as a handle, and I let them go. It's a great process art activity because painting with different objects really helps them problem solve, it helps them see how to use the tool differently, and sometimes it requires them to use their grip differently based on what it is that they're painting with. Also, side note, last year, my co-teacher did this awesome activity where she brought out many clipboards with half sheets of white paper on them and showed them how to use the dandelions as a writing tool or drawing tool, because if they push the dandelion onto the paper and move it around, it'll make yellow streaks. So they really thought that was awesome And it was pretty fun for them to be able to do that outside. Our second favorite spring activity is actually a three-for-one. And so we are going to use some celery. So first we do our favorite plant science experiment and watch celery suck up colored water. So that's a activity that teachers have been doing for so, so, so long. But I had all this leftover celery. So we decided, you know what? Why not paint with it? love trying different tools, just like with the dandelion. And we had extra anyway, so I allowed them to paint with it. And this was a super interesting experience because it's not that easy to paint with. So they really were trying different methods and coming up with what worked best. But even after painting with celery and doing the celery experiment, we still had celery left. So we decided to get out the plastic knives and the celery and we let them try to cut it. Now, please, if you try this activity, make sure they understand where to put their hands and that maybe they're not too young so that they are ready to use those fine motor skills. But they absolutely adored this. The celery was pretty easy to cut, but not too easy. And the plastic knives did work fairly well. And so it was kind of this activity where they got to try out a knife with me right there, plastic butter knife, but nonetheless, and they got to really work on that sawing back and forth, seeing what worked to cut it. It really worked well, great fine motor skills, but I do caution you if you do try this activity, just make sure that you are right there. You teach them to make sure their hands are out of the way and how to hold the knife and things like that. But that's what we did with the rest of the celery because everyone wanted to cut it into pieces. Next up is plant collages. So for some reason in the mail, we always get these plant catalogs where we can buy seeds or, you know, starters of all these plants. And it comes in the spring and there is so many different things in there. So I bring that to school with me and we work as a group on cutting out Different colors and gluing them on to a large piece of bulletin board paper that is sectioned off into colors. So, not only are we working on some fine motor skills, we're working on sorting, gluing, working together as a team. So, this one has been pretty fun. And then we count each column at circle time to see how many plants we found for each color. All right, we are on to number four out of our nine favorite spring activities. And this next one has all to do with clouds. So as a whole group, we love to read The Little Cloud by Eric Carle. Then I do a modeled writing activity that is great for springtime. And together we create a cloud poster. So we talk about the different types of clouds, what they mean. We draw them. I draw them. Then we go outside to see if we can identify the clouds up high. And sometimes to extend this, I'll give them their own mini clipboard, half piece of paper, bring out the markers, crayons, and have them draw what they see up in the clouds. All right, let's move right along to number five, rainy day painting. Spring definitely brings plenty of rainy days. And while this keeps us inside, instead of getting to play outside, it still is a great way to introduce children to the weather cycle and also just kind of embrace the rain with some rainy day painting. So to set this up, you can use your regular classroom easel, but I found it easier to use a tabletop easel. So to start, I put a tray under that tabletop easel to catch all the rain. And then I clip with um, clothespins, paper to the tabletop easel and I water down some blue paint. So I just add water to blue paint, mix it. And then we use pipettes and they experiment with, if they drip drop it at the top, what will happen? And so we get to learn about gravity. We get to talk about the rain rolling down the paper and they get to experiment with how much paint do I put up here? Will I make big rain drops or will I make little ones? And so it's great for experimenting that way. They think it's an absolute blast. And by doing it the tabletop way, you have a lot less to clean up, which is a big bonus. All right, we're chugging on right along to number six, where fruits and veggies grow. And this is a modeled writing piece with a little bit of a interactive piece. So to prep, I like to divide my chart paper into four sections. The first one I label roots, another one I label on vines, another one I label from trees, and the last one gets labeled on top of the ground. Then we read Tops and Bottoms by Janet Stevens, and we use this book to write different fruits and vegetables onto the chart based on where they grow So for example, we would put potatoes in the roots category and pumpkins on the vine category, apples in the tree category, lettuce on top of the ground category. And so we would start doing that. And if you want to make it interactive, you can choose to either have children help you come up, share the pin by writing that first letter in the word. Or what we did was in each category, we took a vote of our very favorite food. So no surprise from the tree, apples was the favorite, carrot was the favorite for roots. We really love grapes for on the vine and they really loved broccoli for on top of the ground. So just another way to use this chart that you've created and have children help have this ownership into it. Next up is a fill-it-up math game, and this is a favorite game, and we just adapted it for spring. So this is a two-player game, and players sit across from one another with the game board in the middle. So students roll a die, or spin a spinner, or choose a numeral card, whichever you want them to work on, and they cover up that many bugs on their side of the game board, and the first person to fill up all the bugs wins. You can easily make your own game board with stickers or even bug stamps. So basically you're going to divide the game board in half and the bugs are going to be facing one direction for one of the players and facing the other direction for the other player. It's really up to you how many bugs you want to put on each side of the game board, but it really might depend on your goal for the game. If you're wanting them to work on numeral recognition, one through five, then you can pull out some number cards, one through five, have them flip those over and cover that many bugs. You may not need as many bugs on your game board, but if you're working with a spinner that goes up to 10, then you're going to need more bugs for them to cover because if they get a 10, they could cover all of them in the first round. So really depends on what skills you're working on, but this game is so easy because once you teach them how to play, they can start to play with a partner by themselves. Number eight and nine of our nine favorite spring activities actually have to do with math, and they are math games, because we are a game-loving classroom, and most of our math is practice and learn through games. So number eight is the graph game. This is a multi-step game, so it's great for spring because our preschoolers are older, First, a player or players roll a die and then they move that many spaces around the game board. Now, this game board is round and there is no ending spot. So, this game board has three different icons on it a sun, a raindrop, and a flower. And those repeat all the way around the game board. Then there's a secondary page, which is the graphing page. And on it, are sun, raindrop, flowers that they can graph. So the goal is they're going to roll the eye, move that many spaces on the game board, whichever icon they land on, they graph that on their graphing page. And they keep doing this until one of the icons wins on their graphing page. So this is great for graphing, obviously, but you are sneaking so many skills in here. Not only is this a two-step game, it can be a two-player game. They can take turns working together for a common goal. They are working on one-to-one correspondence when they count. They are working on graphing. They're working on comparing sets. They're working on counting and seeing how many till that icon wins. They're working on predicting. Ooh, this one only has one spot left. I think it's going to win. So much great stuff going on in here, but I caution you to try this towards the end of the year because it is a little bit more complex, but once they get the hang of it, they're playing it all by themselves. Our last favorite spring activity that I'm going to share today is called the fill the nest game. So each player has a nest and some eggs. You could easily use bowls for a nest and jelly beans for eggs. I did find some really cool nests at the craft store and I used egg table scatter. So they're just little shaped like little eggs. They are pretty small. So just keep that in mind if you're working with younger kids, but this one is quite a bit of fun and they usually can do it by themselves. So children take turns rolling a die or pulling a number card. It really depends because if you're working with a die, you're going to be working more with counting one-to-one correspondence. If you're working with a numeral die or numeral cards or numeral spinner, you're working on number recognition and then translating that into counting that many spaces or that many eggs in this case. So choose what you would like to use based on what you want to get out of this activity. And then the children add that many eggs to their nest. And they're going to keep playing this until their nest is so full they cannot fit any more eggs. The person who fills their nest full first is the winner. But we usually play until everybody wins so that we all can feel the satisfaction of winning because it wasn't about winning, it was about learning. Okay, there you have it. I really hope this list of our favorite preschool spring activities brought you some new ideas and if you are a visual learner like I am, and you really like to see what I was telling you all about, you can head to the show notes because I have a link to the blog post that has a picture for each one of these activities. Just go to www.lovelycommotion.com episode 25, and all that information will be there for you. I'm wishing you a fabulous start to spring. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.